Well, I just want to take a few minutes this morning and, and throw something at you as you're hopefully enjoying your holiday weekend and uh, really something that that happens quite a bit this time of year, at least for me, I, I think for a lot of people in ministry, that transition from spring to summer is a pretty big transition because obviously things are still happening weekly, but people's schedules change, kids get out of school, a lot of people go on vacation, and so just kind of church takes on a little bit of a different vibe and it, and it kind of becomes a chance to look back over the previous ministry year during the school year. And I was looking back at last year at this time, we did a series called What Next? And basically answering the question, okay, now that the pandemic is over, <laughs> a year ago, we were thinking that way, what do we do now? How do we respond as believers? How do we respond within our own brains and, and moving forward? And it's crazy to think that we were anticipating the end of all this a year ago. And now I'm anticipating it again. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we don't jinx ourselves. But um, just kind of has me thinking a little bit about my routine over the last year and, and things like that and uh, different habits that have been formed, things that we've been forced into, things that we've chosen to do. And uh, I had a conversation last week with, with someone where the, the idea of the tyranny of the urgent came up. And how really over the last year, so much of the long-term thinking has been replaced by just, let's survive this, right? Let's just get through this. Let, let's just take care of business. A lot less of the why and a lot more of the what. What, what do we do to just get through today or get through this week? And um, I, I don't want to bore you with my routine, but there are just different habits and routines have had time over the last year to be formed in concrete. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit. But my routine... Like I said, I won't hit you with every single specific detail of it, but uh, typically starts with lately these days, and I'm trying to figure this out, uh, typically I'll wake up an hour before my alarm goes off, lay there for 15 minutes wishing I was still sleeping, and then kill the next 45 minutes on my phone. <laughs> it's just kind of annoying uh, part of my day right now. I usually listen to sports radio on my way to work, really listen to sports radio on my way anywhere. Um, and each day, you know, with work stuff, kind of has its own vibe. Tuesdays are pretty similar from week to week. Wednesdays are pretty similar each week with variations as you schedule coffees and lunches and meetings and things like that. Uh, at night, kids usually go to bed between 8 and 9 o'clock. And then Kathy and I will stay up and we'll have a game on, on the TV or mess around on our phones or something. I'll, I'll go up to bed about 1030. That's when I do my reading and my quiet time. And she comes up a few minutes later and distracts me. And <laughs> so, so if you find that I'm a little less spiritual than I should be, it's my wife's fault, for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll lay there and watch an episode of Friends or two and, and then just kind of fall asleep. So nothing, nothing crazy, but I've been evaluating, trying to evaluate what are, what are some things in my schedule that have just become habits for, for not much reason at all. And I, I imagine... Most of us are in a similar place where the last year has forced us to live differently and doing things differently felt different at the beginning and yet as time has gone on, they've gone from being things that we had to do to becoming routines and habits that we've chosen to do, things that are just the normal way of doing things and now we do them just because that's what we do. Um, it's our normal schedule, it's our normal rhythms, it's just the way that we do it. And, and But what about the why? What about the long term? What about the, the place that those habits are taking us? What about the place that those routines are taking us? What's our direction? What's the why? And, and where are they taking us, whether you realize it or not? And, and 
And so we ask the question, what direction is your life heading? What direction uh, are your decisions taking? Is there a direction? Is it heading in a specific direction? Or maybe are you doing things that at one time needed to be done or had to be done, but now it's evolved into simply doing it because that's what you've been doing and now that's just what you do? Is there a direction? Is there a purpose in where you're heading? And this struggle with routine, this potential struggle with a lack of purpose has to take us to the book of Ecclesiastes. And so that's where I want to jump real quick this morning um, to a, a section of Ecclesiastes that's probably the most famous section of Ecclesiastes, this book written by King Solomon. Um, asks a lot of good questions in this book, but this, this particular passage is going to probably sound familiar to you whether you uh, are familiar with the Bible or not because it shows up in pop culture and things like that. So Ecclesiastes chapter 3, just going to read the first eight verses or so. Here, here's what Solomon says. He says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens or under the sun, depending on the translation you grew up with. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. That sounds like the last year. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate time for war, and a time for peace. Now that's a nice passage. As I said, very famous. It, it, it's poetic. reminds you of your favorite 60s rock song, right? I think it was the birds who sang that season's turn song. Maybe your favorite scene from Footloose, right? So some of you boomers have your reference. You Gen Xers have your reference. Sorry, millennials and Gen Z folks watching. I don't think there's any pop culture <laughs> references that I can hit you with, but this passage rightfully so, is usually spoken of in terms of the ebbs and flows of life that we experience, the seasons that come and go. And it's, it, we say it's okay to struggle, it's only a season, right? Enjoy the good times because it's only a season. And that's good. It's, it's good for perspective. It's, it, it's, it's a good passage when we think of it in those terms, which, which is done rightly so. But there's another way of looking at it, and I hadn't thought about it from this perspective until I was doing some reading this past week. And I want to read a quote from Pastor Tony Evans, who, by the way, man, he, over the last year, he has definitely creeped into my top five people to check in on and just kind of, what's he have to say about this? What's he been, been writing lately? And, and so definitely encourage you to check out Pastor Tony Evans if you get some time. But listen to what he says about this section of Ecclesiastes. He says, life can become miserably predictable. Anybody resonate with that? The same old you, wearing the same old clothes, driving the same old car, working the same old job, eating the same old food, returning to the same old house, sitting in the same old chair, watching the same old shows, and climbing into the same old bed, day in and day out. He says that frustration with routine reflects Solomon's mood here. He's not merely saying there's a time for everything. He's saying... We're trapped. 
And so Tony Evans is looking at this passage. It's almost like everything has its order. Everything has its set time and set place with the set people in the set way, the set amount of times, and a lot of times with the set outcomes, right? And it's like we've chosen these things. We've chosen these rhythms. We've chosen these patterns. We've chosen these routines, but now we're stuck with them. Maybe there was a time when we had to do it. Maybe there was a time when we wanted to do it. Maybe there's a time that we chose to embrace these things. And now, over time, they've become habitual and things that we're stuck in. Stuck in the routine. Stuck in the habit. Do you feel stuck? Do you feel stuck? Or maybe you feel stuck now, but you didn't feel stuck five minutes ago until I started bringing this up, and now I've ruined your peaceful, blissful <laughs> holiday weekend. But do you feel stuck? Because if you do, the reason might be mentioned here a couple verses lower. I'm going to skip a couple and jump to verse 11. Solomon says, He, that's God, God has made everything beautiful in its time. Right? Seasons turn, turn, turn. He has also set eternity in the human heart. He set eternity in the human heart. What, what does he mean by that? What he means is basically he's set a long time, the view of the long term, in our hearts, in our minds. He's, we have the ability to, to look a long time into the past, and we have the ability to look a long time and consider the future. We have been given an understanding of what has been of what is and of what will be or could be or what should be. We, we experience frustration in the routine. We experience the rut of living for the short term because God has made us fully aware of what really matters. And what really matters? The long term. God has written the long term on our hearts. He has written the ability to understand the future and the potential and the ramifications on our hearts, our souls naturally want to experience something bigger than seasons turn, turn, turn. Our souls naturally want to experience something bigger than simply doing things because I've always done them or because I once had to do them and now I do them just because. Our souls long for something more than that. So if you're experiencing any tension, any frustration, if you feel stuck, it's because your heart and your soul are created for and long for something a little bit different, something a little bit more. And so if that's what we want, if that's what our hearts long for, how do we break out of it? How, how do we break out of the unnecessary habits, the unnecessary rituals, the unnecessary routines that maybe once had to happen or once were chosen to happen and now we feel a little bit stuck with. Well, honestly, and you guys know this, there is no simple solution to this, right? This is a, this is a process, but I, just for the sake of time today, I just wanna give you a couple questions to maybe turn your brain towards the practical and start thinking about how you might be able to snap out of or snap into something a little bit more purposeful. A couple of verses I want to hit you with, very similar in the way they are worded. One from Lamentations and one from the book of, of Psalm. So Lamentations 3.40 says, Let us examine our ways 
and test them. Let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. Let's examine our ways, return to the Lord. Let's go to Psalm. Psalm 119.59 says, I have considered my ways, considered my ways, and have turned my steps to your statutes. Talking, He's talking to God. I've considered my ways, and I'm turning my steps. Lamentations again. I'm examining my ways. Let's examine them and return to the Lord. Our ways versus the Lord's ways. So first question. What are your ways? What are your ways? What are your routines? What are your habits? What, what, what are the schedules that you stick to? What are your priorities that get emphasized on a daily or weekly basis? What are the things that you do? This, is, this isn't a trick question. This isn't any deeper than what I'm saying, right? What are the things that you do? And what I'd love for you to do at some point this afternoon, if you're not doing it right now, is Grab a scrap sheet of paper, pull out, uh, create a new Google Doc or an Evernote in your phone, what, however you do it, and just kind of sit by yourself for a few minutes this afternoon. And say, okay, what are my ways? What are my habits? What are my routines, right? Not looking for anything extravagant here. Just what are the things you do that maybe at one point you had to do them, and now you do them just because that's what you've always been doing. That, that's just what you do. Right? And it doesn't even have to be things that are causing you obvious harm, right? That, that This isn't something made. This isn't, oh man, my habit is to get wasted every Friday night. Maybe it is and maybe that's something you need to consider. But I'm not even thinking that big. I'm just thinking, what are your habits? Like my thing, going up at 1030 to read. That's one of my habits. Okay. Uh, uh, what's your habit? What are your routines? Examine your days. Examine your weeks. What are the things that are habitual, what are your ways? Maybe they're just purposeless things, maybe directionless things, maybe distracting things. What are your ways? Just take some time to write that down. I'm assuming you have some free minutes over the next couple days. If you are busy the entire holiday weekend, you're doing holidays wrong, okay? I just wanna, just wanna encourage you with that. So what are your ways? And then the second question, I'm gonna phrase this a couple different ways. The second question is this. What change or what adjustment to your routine or your habits, what change or adjustment would help you return to the Lord, as it talked about there in Lamentations and, and in Psalm? What, what change or adjustment would help you return to the Lord? Now, saying return to the Lord sounds like you've wandered away. You're like that old school backslider, right? For those of you who grew up Baptist. Let's, let, let's say you're doing great, like you're still following Jesus. You have not run from him. You're not living a rebellious life. So don't think of it that way. So another way of asking that question, what change would simply turn your steps more in his direction? What adjustment to your, your routine, your habits would adjust yourself more in his direction? I'm, and again, I'm not even talking about something major. This isn't like, man, I really got to stop robbing banks on the weekend. Don't think that extreme. But at the same time, don't, don't get too trivial with it, right? This isn't, oh man, I've been using the same toothpaste since junior high. I need to make that adjustment for the sake of Jesus. No, don't think the extreme one way or the other, okay? We're not just trying to quit robbing banks. We're not adjusting the type of floss that we like to use, right? This, what are your habits, your routines? What part of your life 
that currently has a lack of purpose, a lack of direction, a lack of reason? What part of your life could be adjusted or eliminated or made more purposeful to move you in the direction of Jesus? What change could you make to align your steps in his direction? Consider your ways. Consider your steps. Examine your ways. And how can you return to the Lord? How can you commit to his ways a little bit more? What change would help you look a little bit more like him, live a little bit more like him, love more like him? What change would help you understand him more fully, help you understand your identity in him a little bit better? What change would help you know his voice a little bit more clear, hear his voice with more familiarity? What change can you make to your ways that would help you align in the direction of his ways? He has set something greater in your heart. Your soul was created with a longing for something better, for something more meaningful, with a longing for growth. And so in the quieter moments of this weekend, even if it's just in the last few moments as you drift off to sleep, I want to challenge you. Make an adjustment in his direction on purpose. Let me pray for you and then we'll get on with our weekend. God, we just thank you for uh, the beautiful weather here in Michigan this weekend. Thanks for the opportunity to just take a breath, uh, to maybe get around family that we don't always see or friends that we don't always see or just simply just rest. God, I pray that for each person watching here this morning, for each family represented, for those in our church who are uh, busy with the activities of the day. God, I just ask that as we have these opportunities to slow down for a few minutes, that you would bring those things to mind this weekend that maybe need to be adjusted beginning on Tuesday. Maybe habits that we've chosen that are no longer in our control. God, maybe routines that were forced on us that we've simply adopted as part of who we are, even if we don't need to. God, bring those things to mind and then God, reveal some of those ways that we can make some tweaks that'll bring our heart, our mind, our soul, our daily lives more in alignment with your ways and your purposes and your desires for us. God, thanks for this church. Thanks for everything that you're doing. Continue to bless and we'll continue to give you the credit. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks guys. Thanks for watching and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget, next week we start outside services 11 o'clock a.m. here at Fieldstone out at the Pavilion. We'll see you next week.